I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we're talking about another famous animated franchise, Scooby-Doo. Yup, that's right. We're talking about it because it's been around for 50 years, and this recently there was a new Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, which you've seen. Yeah. We'll be talking about that closer to the end of the episode. But yeah, so we're going to be walking through the history and all the many, many spinoffs of the show. But before we do, let's do an On This Birthday. In the new Scooby-Doo movie, just simply called Scoob, Gina Rodriguez is in that film. Which which character does she voice? Belma. So, her birthday is on July 30th, 1984. Ezra, did anything come out on July 30th? Yeah, July 30th, 2010, was an a spy action comedy film called Cats and Dogs Revenge of Kitty Galore. Which was a sequel to the 2001 action comedy film Cats and Dogs. Okay, so yeah, that's what came out on July 30th, so that's good to know. And before we get into our feature presentation, let's answer last week's trivia question. And the question was, the voice actor who did, most famously did the voice for Goofy, also did a bunch of different voices for Looney Tunes. What was his name? His name is Bill Farmer, most famous for Goofy, but in some Looney Tunes, like, for instance, in, in Space Jam, he voiced Yosemite Sam Sylvester and Boghorn Leghorn. He was also in a, he's been in a lot of things. And I saw him this past summer at the D23 Expo. There was a presentation with about Disney voice acting. Nice. What was he like? I didn't meet him, but I saw him speaking up on stage. Oh, okay. So what was he talking about? About his voice of Goofy and along with the current voice of Mickey Mouse and the voice of Donald, as well as a tribute to Wayne Olwain and Lucy Taylor, who had passed away a month earlier. Very interesting. So he only did the Looney Tune voices for the movie, or did he work on like a show or anything else? Do you know? He did was he did additional voices and other things, like in some Pixar movies, like Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life, Monsters, Inc., as well as Cars and other animated stuff in general. But no, no other Looney Tunes? Not that I really know of, but he's done additional, many additional voices in other well-known animated films. And he recently on Disney Plus, he hosted the show It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer, a show exclusive for Disney Plus. Well, there you go. So stick around to the end of this episode to get the latest trivia question. For now, let's get started on our feature presentation. Scooby-Doo, as you said, it's been around for 50 years, yeah. and it has had a lot of spin-offs and reboots and movies and all that sort of thing. I think last I checked, it had, I want to say, 13 different shows 
for just the franchise, and that's just shows. That's not including movies made for TV films. It was a show originally from 1969, produced by Hanna-Barbera, which has been known for producing many classic cartoons, such as The Flintstones, Yogi Bear, Snagglepuss, Huckleberry Hound, Top Cat, Wally Gator, as well as The Jetsons. And they were all known for being in their the style i'm saying with the way they looked yeah very similar style and and that's something i noticed you know watching scooby-doo as a kid the way i would describe its animation style it's very simple very rudimentary like comic strips in newspapers that's kind of feeling that i got obviously there's movement um so it's not just static images but it's very simply drawn yeah i know And something I found interesting about its history when I was reading up about it is that Scooby-Doo was in some ways a response to these protests and complaints that were coming from parents who felt like cartoons at the time were, were becoming too violent. And there's one group, actually, the Action for Children's Television, they basically successfully lobbied to have a bunch of different shows canceled. So... I think it was, was it CBS? Yeah, CBS was trying to come up with a replacement, and Scooby-Doo was born out of that. Interesting. Scooby-Doo, the first show of that long-running media franchise, was called Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? As the name suggests, that's where the iconic Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Where Are You song we all know came from. What was a typical episode of this show like? That had Scooby-Doo, along with his best friend, Shaggy, along with Fred, the leader of the gang, along with the two ladies, Daphne and Velma, who go on mysteries and places that are kind of mysteries and the vehicle they go, that that, that car that they drive, that Fred drives is called the Mystery Machine. Yeah, and it's like a super psychedelic looking car, like in terms of its paint and design. I know, like a Volkswagen. Yeah, so they... they... They're like these kind of almost like private detectives who go into these situations where there's usually some kind of supernatural element. Like there's a ghost that shows up or there's some kind of monster that's terrorizing a town. And they come in and try to figure out what exactly is going on. And it's very cookie cutter in ways because every single time, you know, it turns out, oh, it's actually... Just some person dressing up as a ghost or a monster or whatever who is trying to scare people away so that they can, I don't know, get the treasure that's secretly buried there or or buy the place on the cheap or something like that. It's it's these very over-the-top kind of schemes that these, these villains have. And they always end with the same catchphrase, I suppose. Yes, might have gotten away with it too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dogs. Blasted meddling kids. And it would have been mine if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. And I would have made millions if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. Meddling young fools. They've gotten away with a king's ransom. I know, I remember. I know that the title character and the protagonist, Scooby-Doo, his full name is Scoobert Dubert Doo. And Shaggy's real name is Norville Rogers. And later, I remember Scooby-Doo, there was later series, Scooby-Doo had, has a nephew named Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting to see the evolution of this of the show. So 
the initial runs of the show had the four character, the four human characters and Scooby-Doo. And then I want to say in the late 70s and 80s, they kind of reworked that setup so that it was just basically Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo, and Shaggy who just go on adventures. And, and it wasn't so much necessarily about solving mysteries as they just happened to be in a certain place. I know. I imagine that you watched the these shows as a kid. What was it? What do you remember from watching these shows? They go on missions. I They were known for being creepy and freaky and scary, but I never actually found them the scariest things to me. That's an important point, is that even though they're dealing with ghosts and goblins and ghouls and all that sort of thing, it's never really actually scary. The The horror is actually played up more as something humorous. It's a very silly show. It doesn't really take itself seriously. Even the mystery element, it's always very over the top. Like, it's just a fun thing for kids to watch on Saturdays. Classic Saturday morning cartoon, I remember. Do you know what shows were inspired by Scooby-Doo that came after this? Hmm, like, for instance, I know, like, after Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I think there, as the decades went on, there came later shows, like, like the new Scooby-Doo movies, the Scooby-Doo show, Life Olympics. Or Laugh and a bunch of Laugh Olympics, yes. And a bunch of others that have that they did. Yeah, it's just interesting because it's been consistently on the air despite going through so many changes and I can't I, can you think of any other shows that've had a history quite like this one where they just have so many different iterations? Sesame Street or The Simpsons. So those shows are just as long lasting. But, you know, Sesame Street has been just that one show, basically. The Simpsons, too. There hasn't necessarily been so many spin-offs, reboots, and that sort of thing. So that's, that's what I mean. I've, can you think of any shows that are like that, that have had so many spin-offs and reboots, like Scooby-Doo? Hmm, for instance, like Star Wars? That's true. Or spite Mar- a lot of different Marvel films? Or DC movies like Batman. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, so I think, I don't know how many different shows there are of Batman now, but there's, a, I think, at least five that I can think off the off the top of my head. Not quite the same level as Scooby-Doo, but certainly I think it's the same idea. I know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Scooby-Doo has also been gotten many direct-to-video films since 1998. Like... The first was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and like other ones they did like Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster or Aloha Scooby-Doo. A couple of them were even Lego Scooby-Doo movies. And there's even been a Scooby-Doo movie, which was a crossover film with Batman. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's like this weird period of time in the 70s where it was like hour long, quote unquote, movies where they would do crossovers with different shows and different celebrities so there i remember one i remember is they did one with the three stooges randomly yeah also scooby-doo there was a wwe wrestling film just similar to how there's been wwe wrestling movies they did also for the flintstones and the jetsons yeah it's it's very interesting because like that like i mean it's a gimmick right it's but 
it's never really felt like Scooby-Doo has jumped the shark in that sense. I'm not sure why. But despite those direct-to-video movies and things like that, there's even been two live-action films released in 2002 and 2004, I remember. Live-action CGI mystery comedy films, I remember. And there's even been a live-action spinoff in 2018 called Daphne and Velma, which was about Daphne and Velma's origin story. And then there was a 2009 live-action TV film, I remember, which, and then also another released in 2010. Before there was this very new and recent computer animated film that just came out. Which you saw. So why why don't you tell us about your first impressions of that movie? I thought it was really fun and creative and funny. And it was also a fun modern take and a fun animated film. I know it was unlike the first two, which were live action. This one was fully computer animated. It's also the first of a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe that they're possibly doing. How did they update the sort of traditional premise of the Scooby-Doo show? I'm not sure, but it was cool that a lot of the characters even had smartphones, even a, and it starred Frank Welker, Will Forte, Amanda Seyfried, Mark Wahlberg. I remember uh, the bad guy in the movie was voiced by Jason Isaacs, and that was Dick Dastardly from the classic show Wacky Races. And he's always up to no good in that show, and he... In that movie, I know, just like in the show, and he's trying to get his revenge. And he has a pencil mustache, which a lot of iconic villains are like that. That's true. <laughs> kind of similar to, like, Snidely Whiplash, for instance, or Waluigi. It's a, Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, trend, it seems, among supervillains. That if you're a supervillain, there's a good chance you have a pencil mustache. I know. Okay, so would you recommend the movie? Yeah, I would. I think it's a lot of fun. It's really funny and clever. It's amusing, too, and it also has a lot of pop culture references in it as well. I remember when they first met Vilma, Daphne, and Fred. Daphne dresses up as Wonder Woman, and Vilma dresses up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so what what can we look forward to um, now that the movie's come out? What's next for Scooby-Doo? I'm not sure, though, but there's currently a... Of the latest Scooby-Doo show on, uh, which is on Cartoon Network and Boomerang called Scooby-Doo Guess Who? And I think they also have another Scooby-Doo movie planned. That's another direct-to-video film. But it's just a cool, long-running franchise, and it's been loved by both kids and grown-ups alike. Yeah, and you know what? We would love to hear your own experiences about what you remember from Scooby-Doo and uh, why you love this franchise. I mean, it's been around for 50 years i remember watching it as a kid ezra you watched it as a kid yeah i know and there's even there's even real life scooby snacks just like in the <laughs> franchise i wonder how those taste like because shaggy and scooby-doo really love those scooby snacks they're like delicious bis delicious dog biscuits i know there's um, the ones they have for dogs and there's also ones they have for people all right, yeah, so that's that's just a brief history of Scooby-Doo, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yup. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you spending your time with us. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon.com at Patreon.com slash Animation and Beyond. Patrons get 
access to exclusive content, so be sure to check it out. In the meantime, we have a trivia question to give you. In the 19 se- early 1970s, Scooby-Doo had a crossover with another spooky animated franchise. Do you know what that is? If you do know what it is, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.